Ready Check Radio. What's up, Internet? It's Thursday. It's 7 p.m. Eastern. That means here on Ready Check Radio, it's time for the Relic Grind Final Fantasy 14 Square Enix podcast. Today, we're going to be talking about Final Fantasy 14, Final Fantasy 16, Final Fantasy 7 Rebirth, Final Fantasy 7 Ever Crisis, and more games that start with Final Fantasy. I'm your host, Mike Burnett, a.k.a. Magic Man. As always, a pleasure to be here with you live. Twitch.tv slash Ready Check Radio. This is episode 107. If you're watching on readycheckradio.com, YouTube, listening on any of the podcast platforms, thank you so much. Very much appreciated. Give it a like, a thumbs up, a subscribe, turn on the notifications, all the stuff to feed the stupid algorithms. But most importantly, if you like what we do here, tell a friend. Whether it's this show, Gaming Gumbo, or Final Fantasy trading card game streams, or game streams from Tark, Tor- Torchwick, Fae Death, myself, you know, share it. Spread the love. Let's talk about some fun Spread stuff. The love. Summer Game Fest today. We're going to get into that. Joining me to do so, Mr. Chris Montoya, a.k.a. Tarkoth. What's up, sir? Greetings, programs. I am doing good. Uh, I found uh, a love, and we talked about this pre-show. I-, I didn't know I needed monster trucks in my Final Fantasy until mm-hmm. I started mm-hmm. playing 15. It's it's amazing. It's awesome. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. That'll do it. That'll do it. <laughs> a monster truck. It's so good. Also joining us to talk about it, resident mountain owner, Paul Berlin, a.k.a. Flynn. What's up, sir? Hello, well. <laughs> if only I could own a mountain. And uh, speaking of monster trucks, wasn't you two going to do a commercial at one point? I remember from a pre-show oh a year God. ago. What? That's right. What was it? We were going to do a car commercial. Uh, oh, like, You're talking about yeah, car commercials. Yeah, yeah. Oh, my God. We even fleshed out a script, and then my whole move from yeah. Washington to Idaho yeah. happened. I forgot all about that. I forgot about that, too. I forgot about that, too. Yeah, we definitely got to go back and do that. This week, uh, resident okay. artist and, and host on uh, Gaming Gumbo, Yod, uh, was also talking to me, and he was like, hey, you need to set up. He said, you're, you're closing in on 700 Twitch subscribers. Uh, you need to set up your 1,000 Twitch subs or Twitch. I'm uh, sorry, followers. Uh, Twitch followers. <laughs> yeah, 700 subscribers. <laughs> Shit, I wouldn't have a day job. Um, <laughs> he he uh, he said, hey, when you get to a thousand, you got to set up your next thing. He went back and he was watching our one chip challenge thing for 500, mm. and uh, and he was like, I've been watching a lot of chili pepper ramen noodle. Uh, videos on YouTube lately, and yeah, you guys need to do that. And I'm like, huh, all right, so Chili pepper ramen I guess, noodles? oh my god, I guess that's what we'll do at a thousand. Uh, because everybody just likes seeing us suffer, ru- ruin our sphincters. It's so too bad. I've had the bomb, and that is the worst experience of my life. <laughs> yeah, oh, we could do a hot wings challenge, and the bomb, but the bomb is just evil, evil, evil. <laughs> Yeah, the one chip challenge was fun. I mean, what Perry was out in like a minute and thirteen seconds. I think we went back to the recording to to figure out his exact time. He was out a minute and thirteen, and then I threw because we were trying to last an hour without drinking or eating, right? Yeah. And, and I progressively yeah, yeah, yeah. became okay. Mine was hit yeah. me because I'm I like spicy foods, but obviously that's not like something you would sit there and snack on. Uh, so I was hurting for like the first 12 minutes and then it was a steady burn that got better f- throughout the hour. But if you go back yeah. and watch that, it's we, we had it cut by an editor into like a 
seven minute thing and, and she did a brilliant job on it um i was i was just too busy and i was like i want this to look like not me made it so let's give it to somebody else <laughs> and uh, oh not not impugning my talents just like i want them to look different right like this was clearly edited by somebody different it's not their style and uh, they did a great job but if you watch that it's like torchwick my son just like progressively gets worse throughout the hour. Like Ooh. when you watch the last like two minutes of this five or seven minute video, he just looks like he's dead by the end of it. It's <laughs> so Do you funny. just uh, um, uh, think about transition with hello darkness, my old friend? <laughs> <laughs> Unpopular opinion. <laughs> challenges are dumb. Eh, different strokes, different folks. That's the great thing about um, streaming. And I guess we should start there. Huh? Yeah. yeah. Well, I. I did the one chip challenge too. And I lasted 30 minutes. I, I did. Okay. It was really bad the first fifteen, but I progressively got better. But then my stomach started hurting, and I couldn't do that and stream. Yeah, so that was, was the just, thing. I didn't want to throw I didn't, up. I, I like spicy food enough that I never got that part, and that's the part that killed you and killed Torchwick. Is not the mouth; it was the gut. After about twenty or thirty minutes, I didn't. I didn't have that. Maybe just because I do eat a lot of spicy food, but yeah, maybe. Anyway. Final Fantasy fourteen. not a lot to talk about on that front this week, actually. Pretty dead week. I mean, we're getting ready for a little bit of a, uh, an update that just tweaks some things. But uh, four or five still, you know, weeks away. Um, people, I assume you guys, you know, we're all doing our extremes, uh, having fun. Yeah. Savages, how are those going? Uh, stuck a limit cut in P9 at the minute. What about you, Tork? We got P9 down week one. That's... Uh, it's a it's a good fight. Uh, not too harsh on the mechanics and the, that limit cut. You can do a multiple multiple uh, multitude of different ways. Uh, Ten is just absolutely bonkers crazy. Um, I'm loving it though. It's it's awesome. Yeah, well, I mean that's about it on the 14th front, right? Nothing else happened. Nothing. No drama. Oh, I do love the no fact that in using silly actions again. Oh, in in the savages. Yeah. Oh yeah, they they yeah. always find a way. It's to stop being knocked back. I just love the idea. I mean, for God's sakes, a couple of weeks ago we were talking about one being knocked out with the one healer. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So nothing else happened on the Final Fantasy fourteen front, right? No like, drama. There was zero. Nothing else burned to the ground. Was uh, set on fire uh, by someone that likes fire, based on their name, but their bio says they. They is it going to be a fire mage, maybe? I really don't want to talk about Pyromancer. <laughs> I've just don't. I watched, Let's make it short and I sweet. I watched though. the videos and this case of, dude, yeah. just shut up, get over it, move on. Well, so well, the, the, thing, the, thing with, the thing with Pyromancer that I should say first is, like, I'm just not a fan of the content. And it's not that, you know, he makes horrible content. I just... I, I'm I'm friends with Happy, and I don't watch Happy's stream. Like I'm not one of ironically sure. doing this type of stuff. I'll go and watch State of the Realm. I'll go and watch you know the Giant Bomb podcast. I'll go and watch this. It's very rare that I actually am in somebody's stream while they're just gaming and maybe interacting with chat and hanging out. Um, I'll, sure. I'll pop in like Ginger Primes or or Happies or Slies or whatever every once in a while just to throw support, throw a quick sub to to somebody on there, say hi to my buddies. But it's very rare that I'll have like a stream on in the background 
just listening well, to yeah. somebody play a game. That, that's just not my <laughs> style of entertainment. And that's when uh, Pyro does his, his YouTube stuff, which is very different. But his his sure. Twitch stuff, that's basically what it is, right? Like he had a huge influx of people because this wow personality came over to Final Fantasy fourteen, and everybody mm -hmm. likes watching a new player's reactions to the story as they go. And someone who's deeply invested in lore since we haven't got Ethis anymore. Yeah, yeah. Ethis, Ethis was now gone. Uh, he was a big lore person with World of Warcraft. I was excited because we were missing Ethis uh, for Pyromancer. Um, but after the story, he just kind of went away from that. Like, I haven't seen many, if in any, content lore-wise from him. Yeah, so I'm not going to uh, get into, like, his growth or decline as a streamer. I think that's totally sure. separate, and you could argue maybe some things happen because you're trying to create drama. I don't think that's what Pyro's doing in this particular case, though. Um, so I, I, just, I get away from that. Like, I don't know him personally. I, it's he, he does the type of streams that I just wouldn't watch anyway, whether I like his personality or not, which I have no opinion on because I don't watch his streams or his YouTube videos or anything like that. Uh, so just setting like all of that aside, the hot take this week uh, or, or late last week or into the weekend, whatever it was, was a backlash on Twitter. For those of you that don't know, where short version... Uh, people were complaining about ads and big chunks of ads being run. Uh, in particular, one person said, hey, two or three ads is fine, but eight in a row, I mean, come on, that's a little ridiculous. And he basically, yeah. very in a pithy way, just kind of said, you know what, if you're not going to sub to the stream, then don't even bother coming and watching. You're not really supporting the streamer. Um, and Ouch. yeah, a bad take. Uh, later had a take on it. That take was bad enough. That one was bad enough, but later had another take to, to somebody um, saying, uh, you know, hey, if you're a small streamer with like three or five uh, people viewing, then you aren't even really a streamer. You don't know what you're talking about. I don't care about your opinion in, in, this, in the context of streaming and revenue and all that. Uh, sorry. Sorry, not sorry. <laughs> That obviously led to backlash, as one can predict that it will. And yeah. then it turned into a number of videos on YouTube where they were... These I did watch because I wanted to speak intelligently today about what I was talking about, right? Uh, kind of set up as apology videos that didn't really contain an apology in there. You're right, yeah. You're a cringy. <clears throat> and a uh, and a talking about um, various mental illnesses, uh, ADHD, which is horribly misnamed, but that's an entirely different discussion, uh, and how that might manifest in adults and some of the troubles he's had with some of those types of things and therapies and medications that he he's using for to to help mitigate some of those symptoms. Uh, and a lot of people had the take that it was you know kind of blaming mental illness for these outbursts on social media. Uh, it led to him shutting down his Twitter. It led to a bunch of reaction videos from the normal suspects, uh, Xenos and Zeppla, Zeppla and all the usual suspects. Uh, yep. and yeah, so I just want to, my two cents, because I don't want to spend a ton of time on this, politely to somebody I don't know, saying if you have three to five streamers, or viewers, uh, you don't know what you're talking about. Politely fuck off. Okay? Yeah. There are 10 to 20 people watching this show and Gaming Gumbo anytime we go live. 
I'll get another hundred watching it on YouTube and another hundred listening to it on the podcast platforms. It's as, that's as small as you can get, right? I mean, I guess I could have none, but yeah, we don't we're, we don't do that here for this. The goal isn't to become Mister Happy's following and stuff like that. That's not what we're doing. If it happened, great. If it doesn't happen, that's okay too. Um, we do this because we love talking about this shit, and those Gosh. numbers mean nothing. Nothing at all for my ability to be able to engage in the conversation about streaming, when streamers do something they shouldn't do, when they're making decisions they shouldn't make. Just because I don't choose to engage in the Twitter or I'm sorry, the Twitch or the YouTube metas for maximum growth at all times above all else doesn't mean I don't understand those and can't have an intelligent conversation with you about them if you are a 100k follower streamer just because i'm not making thousands of dollars off of twitch because it's my day job and i do it all the time and treat it as a job doesn't mean that i can't understand time versus investment and the return on that investment and metrics and which ones you need to follow i can very actively engage in those conversations thank you very much you don't need to have ever taken the NFL field as a quarterback to be able to judge the performance of an NFL quarterback. Mm. Politely fuck off on that point. So many analysts make so much money <laughs> judging that shit. On the whole mental but, illness point, obviously, I hope Pyro gets better. This is at least the third time he's been in a similar situation. That's the problem for me. Health. That's yeah. the yeah. problem for me. Tark, if you had like wild outbursts on this show and I talked to you afterwards <laughs> and I said, dude, you can't have these kinds of outbursts yeah. on the show. What's going on, brother? And you say, you know, I, I don't know. I just I said what came into my mind. As soon as I said it, I knew I shouldn't have said it. I, I'm going to go talk to somebody. And you went and talked to somebody and found out as a whatever old man you are, whatever year old man you are. Old, and you and you found out, hey, you know, you have some type of mental illness that you weren't aware of, ADHD, a bipolar, you know, any of those things Correct. that might affect behavior. And all of a sudden, you were like, I didn't know I had this, and you issued an apology, and you were like, I was totally unaware, and I'm gonna be better. I'm gonna try to be better. That was wrong. I shouldn't have done it. Here's what's going on. I just found. I'm gonna give you a second chance. I think, right? Yeah. Because you were an sure. adult man who wasn't even aware that you had this issue. Yeah. When you are an adult that has challenges like those, no doubt I don't want to minimize those. I'm very fortunate that I don't have those types of challenges. At least not yet. Maybe I will later in life. I don't know. I don't now. When you are an adult and you are fully, cognizantly aware through getting therapy, through medications, that there are going to be challenges and what some of those emotional outbursts and those walls that some of us have that prevent us from saying something we know we shouldn't, that maybe you kind of burst through sometimes. When you are actively getting treatment for those and you do it again and again, I kind of start losing sympathy at that point. Everybody's got shit going on in their life. I have a friend of mine that's bipolar. I've known her since high school, so 20 years. And she once said one of these things to me, and, and it was coming from her to me. 
My bipolar does not mean that you walk on eggshells. My bipolar and managing it is my responsibility. And when I can't or something happens, I don't get to evade the consequences of what I've done simply because I am bipolar. And I was, that's, you're brilliant. You're brilliant. Mm-hmm. So, uh, I, agree. I don't buy it. I hope I hope you get better. I hope you take care of yourself. If that means stop streaming, then stop streaming. If it's going to be a revenue pinch for you or a financial pinch, you got to find a way to make that work just like if the day job was selling cars rather than streaming. It's you know. Flynn, what do you think of the whole thing? Yeah. I've just uh, replied to the Carl and Charlie the first time he did this. He had just found out about his mental illness. His wife was ill. It's like, right, yeah, you yeah, get a yeah. A lot of that compounds. I get it. I'm a carer for my wife. I I know how this stuff goes. But it's literally at least the third strike that I'm aware of. You can't just keep a, a pulling uh, an apology out of your ass that's super fast. And, you know, I dipped into his stream and he's still off the same. Like, he's trying to keep on the line i wish him the best i really do yeah like no no you know when you have challenges like that it's hard no doubt i don't i do follow his streams every now and then if i notice he's paying 40 this story related because you watch him and you get see the passion when he's reading the law it's really good energy when it's like oh this is after this revelation and getting his notebook writing stuff down watching him like get revelations uh, for uh, the current story arc, but then the rest of the time it's just like, dude, step back. Yeah, and there's there's the argument, Tark, that I think one or two of the the things he had said, worded in a different way, maybe aren't one hundred percent incorrect, right? That that's the thing too to say to say to somebody, hey, if you if you stream and you do it for fun and you have five people watching you every time you do it. You kind of don't understand what I'm talking about when I'm talking about this particular aspect of streaming as a business, right? Yeah. That is very different. The way I just worded that says the exact same thing that I honestly believe he was trying to say. I don't think he was trying to. Yeah. yeah, I don't think he was trying to crap on small streamers, but that's exactly how the statement came off. I think he was. I I think he has such an ego. Oh, he definitely has an ego, he, but a lot of streamers do. I don't he, hold he that is, against him. His numbers and his rise in the fourteen category made him think he was up here, and and it's a status symbol like that he can lord over others. Um, he said it with his tweet. Um, he said it with his take on uh, on the streamers. I, just his whole attitude is just kind of condescending um like i, I did a so Twitch can i like, say something because I, I did that for I, you. hold on yeah, I, I don't mean to interrupt you but i want to hit on something you just said there because i wanted to give the benefit of the doubt because i don't know him right uh sure. and and maybe he meant what i was trying what i just said you know i'm talking about <clears> streaming <throat> as a business when you stream to two or five people that's not the conversation i'm trying to have right now and honestly most streamers that are in the two to five viewers category aren't me, 
where because of other things I do, I'm acutely aware of the back end of streaming and YouTube as a business. I just choose not to engage in it on this platform, uh, on, on Ready Check Radio. So, but something you said there makes me think maybe you're right. Maybe it was, yeah, he's got a little bit of an ego. and A lot of streamers do. I don't necessarily hold that against people. Um, some have earned it. Some haven't. Whatever. I'll silently judge you, right? <laughs> <laughs> but what makes me think you're probably right is that there was no follow-up that I saw that said, dude, I really worded that poorly. Yeah. That came off as a totally different point than what I was trying to make. It is something he said in that first video that I just remembered from his other ones. And everyone that he's done this, it has always been Twitter triggers me. I don't think about what I'm saying because it's Get damages off Twitter. my mental health. Get off Twitter. Every single time. Just all off Twitter. And I said, oh, I've deleted it. And he's deleted it three times now, four times. Just stay off of it. Yeah. Like, Get off Twitter. Twitter um, can be a bad trigger for a lot of people. Just yeah. don't be on it. Yeah. Just don't be on it. Go ahead, Tark. Finish up uh, your thought there so we can move on. Uh, so yeah, to finish up, like he knows he has issues. I deal with depression myself, um, but I don't take it out on others that are coming to watch me game. Um, if you have this long mental health issue, like your friend said, it's, it's, it's his responsibility. He should have systems in place that is like, you know what? I'm realizing he's got to have self-awareness, especially if he's going to be public and have a camera shown on him. He's got to have systems in place. Um, you nailed it with his takes. They're both just horribly, just politely fuck off on both of those. Um, and when you do an apology, like this apology was a non-apology. It was deflecting. It was all deflecting. There was nothing that like harnessed the responsibility. He, 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 blamed his mental illness instead of accepting it and trying to find solutions. So uh, I, it's not even Final Fantasy 14 related. It was Twitter related. It's just because he's his main category right. 14 that right. we're even talking about it. So it's like, yeah, I'm yeah. Just, I, I mean, he's never going to see this because I'm, he's not one of the hundred people to watch. I guarantee. Um, although he does kind of seek this stuff out from what I understand. So his name will not be in the title. Um, yeah. The reactions are, are better entertainment than, than his, <laughs> yeah, so, yeah, I mean, that's, uh, that's you guys farming. watch South Park at all? Do we watch what? What's that? South Park. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Know that oil spell episode with all the fake apologies? <laughs> no, yeah. I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah. That's instantly what comes to mind. I mean, I wish him well. Take care of yourself first and foremost. I know. Yes, I know. I, I know you're making money off of this, and it's your job. Like I can fully respect that, and any revenue hit here, there, or anywhere just like in a regular day job is something you got to manage and, and think through and, and find ways to compensate, but not at the expense of your mental health, man. I, I wish you well. I hope you get back to doing what you seem to enjoy doing when things aren't going uh, the way they're going right now. And, and I wish you luck. They were horribly bad takes. I 100% disagree with the takes. There we go. Let's move on. Uh, yes. So summer game fest. Keynote just wrapped, maybe about an hour and a half before we came to the show today, and there was, you know, we were worried. I was like, this is going to be like a half hour show. I think we can spend 15, 20 minutes on 
you know, just getting some basic pyro stuff out and then 10 minutes, 15 minutes on, you know, what I had so far. And so I gave it to the guys and I was like, look, I desperately need something. Pick a topic, something you... Some, there's always something that Flynn or Tark or, or myself want to discuss, but it's like such an off topic that we kind of just they're, they're are in our evergreen sure. file, right? They sit in the file yeah. until we have shows like this where there's not a lot. But I did give him the note. Hopefully, Square will have something at Summer Game Fest, and if so, I'll make sure to add it to the show notes. You don't have to add it, Tark. I'm gonna throw this one to you because the first thing we saw from Square. <laughs> was Final Fantasy VII Ever Crisis, and I know you are looking uh, forward to this one for iOS and Android. I'm going to run the trailer. Tell me what you thought of the trailer. What do they got news-wise? <sighs> I know there's like a registration or something happening. What's up? Yes, uh, registration for... Uh, <laughs> Looks like somebody's already in. <laughs> <laughs> I'm already pre-registered. As soon as I saw it, I was like, Moonrise, and I'm in. Okay, uh, so yeah, you can pre-register... Um, and be part of the uh, closed beta that's going to happen early July for about a week. Uh, it's only for Android devices at this time, though. Um, what, I'm the, hoping like this the, comes the out. The beta test? The beta test right now. Gotcha. This this one that they're pre-registering for is only for Android devices. Um, I am a little disappointed with, like, you know, with Genshin and Star Rail being such huge successes. Like, I want to see more companies take these mobile games to like also to the consoles so that if you're home and you want to play it you play it at home and you're on the go then you can play it um it doesn't look like that's going to be the case here unfortunately i think this could be a ripe opportunity for console but it looks great uh they're diving into all the final fantasy 7 parts of timelines um looks like some new stuff regarding sephiroth and backstory for him uh i i can't wait to get my hands on it this is gonna be awesome I couldn't care less because it's mobile, so I will watch all the cinematics from it on YouTube, and I will be done. I'm just not a mobile gamer, but Flynn, you got it pre-registered. You're you're pretty pumped, too. Yeah, I'm hoping that they take the Dissidia Opera Omnia approach. I think they will. Because it's just a cosmetic gacha. For the most part, I thought this was the no, one that they were the, going to do, like Final Fantasy 15's mobile, where it was like a per episode type thing. Yeah. It's just, uh, remember jumping in Abby's chat a while back, it's like the way they got it with the flaws, it looked more like the Opera Omnia approach. So yeah, I think it's going to be Opera Omnia, but it's not going to be cosmetic gotcha. The, they did mention that it was only cosmetic a while it's, back. No, no, they said it was going to be weapons. The, yeah, the you're, gonna be so weapons. You're, yeah, you're right. So it's uh, free to play Opera Omnia via mobile, yeah. uh, but there will be loot box. It's a loot box based game containing random weapons. Some weapons will also include new costumes. Uh, so that's definitely like the the typical the Genshin style. Impact uh, gotcha system. I mean, you'll get all the characters, but yeah, if you want them to be powerful and yeah, yeah, have yeah. their weapons, it's Opera Omni style. Yeah, the biggest reason I'm excited, though, is uh, as as English people, we never got experience before Crisis as an official yes. English release. So we'll get to see parts of that. That's going to be pretty cool. What, until the, the remake thing? You guys never, uh, the, you guys never got it there? Okay. Uh, the mobile phone game. The, the original, before yeah, before Crisis. You guys never got it there. Yeah, I've yeah. never, never had access to it or played it. Oh wow! Well. I never had it without an English release at all. I did not know that. Was that mobile as well? 
Yeah, that yeah, was, that was purely I think that was on mobile. That's why Japanese I, specific phones. That's why I don't know that. I don't know that's what it is. I'm not up with mo. I'm not down with mobile. So before crisis was the story of the Turks. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. No, no, I yeah. know what the story was. Sorry I just yeah. didn't didn't play it. Yeah. Well, I mean, I hope it's good for you guys. I do like the the art. Kind of confuses me at points. Uh, some of it looks like really, yeah. really, really good, and then you'll see another character that almost looks like it's an entirely different art style. <laughs> uh, and yeah. it gets yeah. a little weird. That's where they look chibi esque to uh, the gameplay and the cutscenes. Yeah, yeah. Just also we'll the OG seven as well. Yeah, I, I can appreciate the like <laughs> nostalgia that that's really trying to hit there, but it's also kind of jarring yeah. when you go from. Yeah. <laughs> it's like you take Cloud from uh, Seven Remake, and on a loading screen, he becomes Cloud from PlayStation One, and you're like, "What the <laughs> hell just happened here?" <laughs> uh, well, that guy looks so cool. Speaking of, we got of Cloud. We got Final Fantasy Seven Rebirth was shown off as well. Now I already oh had stuff in the show notes for Final Fantasy Seven Rebirth. Some of this we're going to yeah. hold. We'll, we'll come. We'll come okay. back to it. Let's stick okay. to since we're talking about the summer game fest. What was shown off at the trailer and like the one or two things that maybe were shown in the last slide that people might be surprised about. Flynn, I'm going to let you go first on this one since we let Tart go first on Ever Crisis. God, this looks so beautiful as a game. And that's all no, he has to say fine. on that. <laughs> in the streaming me i was watching this, this game is so pretty like just looking at locations like cosmo canyon i freaked out with cosmo canyon it is everything i hoped that scene would be with uh oh can never remember the grandfather's name oh because it's german uh, uh, it's yeah i forget his name too or something along those lines but uh Right, nice seeing the combat evolve from integrate again with the co-op attacks. Nice seeing Red 13 actually participate in combat now. Yeah. So we get to see a bit more. Uh, and I nice know, this. I know oh, like so one much. of the things we're all really interested on, a Bugenhagen. Yes. Thank oh, you. Hey, what's up, Kronos? Kronos! <laughs> what's up, my friend? Uh, I know one of the things we're really interested in seeing is where this story goes, right? Because if you played through the first remake, it ends in a spot that you're like, mm, okay. Um, now I'm not quite oh. sure uh, we're playing the same Final Fantasy VII anymore. Um, <laughs> not, exactly, <laughs> yeah. not exactly sure where we're going here. So, like, this is going to be the big one, Tark, that really starts to who lives, who dies, what story beats make the transition from PS1 to the remake, what story beats totally don't. You know, those changes that are alluded to and semi started in the first one this is where a lot of them are going to happen whether you know there's a third one and a fourth one and a fifth one however the long they stretch this damn thing out uh this is where a lot of the story beats you're going to be looking for are either going to be included not included changed modified whatever was there a question there no it looks okay uh it looks amazing um, I don't know if they're doing like zones like 16 is doing or if they're doing like an open world um, because like those cards, those Twitter things that we're going to talk about, like they 
said that we can it was going to be expansive and we can explore so i don't know if there's going to be like an open world element or if it's going to be zone based um i love seeing the dual techs and triple techs um didn't really see much in the way of how they're handling air combat because i think that was a supreme weakness for remake um also don't know how we're going to be dealing with multiple party members like one of my issues was like okay we got we we had four characters we're gonna have at least six now because we got red we got yuffie that was shown off in gameplay um depending how big this game is we could also have vincent sid uh kate katsi um what's up vincent i I would love to see like a final fantasy 10 final fantasy 10 hot swap you know you know and and then you could have characters with loadouts of materials like oh i need like this set of materia for this particular instance i'm gonna hot swap um there's so many still questions but it looks absolutely gorgeous and uh, apparently early 2024, so less than a year. So yeah, this is so be all of a sudden, great. I don't know if anybody else noticed this, but it was like all of a sudden this week, even before Summer Game Fest, mm-hmm. boom, Final Fantasy VII Rebirth shit everywhere. Yes, yes. Everywhere. Ads, Twitter, bap, 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 bap. We're going to get into some of the things they said on Twitter. One or two of them we're going to knock out right here because they're at the end of the trailer. But we knew earlier this week, winter. We knew earlier this week, winter for release. And then at the end of this trailer at Summer Game Fest today, it says uh, January 2024 or early 2024. So I guess technically if we're sticking with winter, that could be January, February. I think March, even though technically winter still is is a little further than most people would expect. So probably I I would guess a mid to late February, maybe very early March type thing. Um, which would be nice for them because it'll get it in before the end of their fiscal year, right? As long as it makes it yeah. before March 31st. Um, sure. So, and it also said, <laughs> like, weird little call out, weird flex here. Two discs. That blew my mind. Really? I mean, the last one, the last one was two. Yeah. I mean, granted, so it was it, PS4 mm, versus PS. Yes, it was. There was a data disc and a play disc. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. In in the PlayStation 4 version. And granted, it's PlayStation 4, PlayStation 5, but it's still a Blu-ray disc, right? Like, So uh, PS4 discs are 50 gig capacity, and the Ultra Blu-rays have got 100 gig capacity. Yeah, so maybe it's impressive on the two discs on the PlayStation 4 versus two discs on the PlayStation 5 and the size capacity there. But I wasn't like, oh my God, it's two discs. It was like, oh yeah, the last one was. Okay, well, that advertised really big. The way they advertise it, I'm wondering if they're like saying, like, no, you're gonna need to like halfway through this adventure, you're gonna need to swap to the other disc. Why on earth would you need to do that in the modern <laughs> gaming world? Right? Because uh, if you need to d- download and install the whole thing, it's 300 gigs. Have you seen the NBA 2K23 be... install size? Yeah, that's 200. Gig. <laughs> yep. And on a PS5, where it's you know the base is what 600, 650 gig, like. You take up 300 gigs, you know, it'd be something. Yeah, like, if they do uh, the way that this uh, actually run these days, it probably would be a uh, check it if you're in disc one area, make sure this one disc is in, and whether you're in disc two area, you make sure this two area disc is in. Yeah. Because it's the 
Mikey. I can't remember, Doc. I don't remember if it was or not. And I tried to go back it and find not. things, no. but I couldn't. This is only advertisers. I knew it was yeah, two it was discs two because it just ran. I was like, wait, wasn't the last one two discs? And I ran upstairs to check, and I was like, yeah, there was a data disc and a play disc. Uh, but I don't know if they ever like tacked that onto the end of some trailer somewhere, and I just don't remember it uh, off the top of my head or anything. But damn, did the trailer look good. Damn, did the mm. trailer look good. Although, you know what Jeff Keeley did a couple of times? And that dude's a dick, man. <laughs> he blew both the audience more than once. More than oh, once. Oh, yeah. More dash, baby. Again, dash. again, I like Jeff Keeley as a person and what he's what he's done for the world. I hate him as a host for things, but that's a personal. I just don't think he's yeah. terribly great at it or engaging of a, that engaging of a personality. But got to respect, mad respect for the guy. Uh, I have tremendous respect. He's been getting better. He's been he, getting he has. better. He has. You're 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 right. We we said that I think on Gaming Gumbo uh, and on this show maybe the last Game Awards. Um, I did think he kept the guest on a bit too long during the show. Nah, yeah, they nah. got they got to show some stuff. Nick Cage was there. That was funny. Yeah, we had already covered that like two weeks ago. I'm like, what is this doing at Summer Game Fest? We covered this on MMO Bomb two weeks ago. Uh, anyway, so at one point he says, speaking of Final Fantasy, and then throws it into what, an Uber Eats ad? Yeah. Yep. Uh, DoorDash. A DoorDash, DoorDash yeah. and Taco Bell. Yeah. And then at the end, when they're getting ready to unveil like the secret finale which ended up being final fantasy 7 rebirth here mm-hmm. the way he introduced it like you know he knows exactly what he was doing that dick he's, he's like uh from the company that is you know brought us uh rpgs the likes we've never been seen storytelling and stuff. he sets it up so that you know it's square enix without saying square enix you know it's final yeah. fantasy without saying it's final fantasy and then he says, time to sit down and watch because the rumors were true. And then shows this. I was like, you dick. These <laughs> are the rumors we came here for. I, w- I kind of knew he was just playing games until he said the rumors were true. And then I typed in RCR chat. Here we go, boys and girls. It's like, <laughs> why would you say that? There's not. There haven't been any rumors about Final Fantasy VII Rebirth. Yeah. Like, yeah. what rumors? There, here we go. Final Fantasy IX like, remake. Be a trailer. Yeah. Final that was, Fantasy. That was the only rumor. <laughs> yeah. Final Fantasy IX remake. Uh, no. He knew exactly what he was doing, but our friends over at mm. Project Memoria. So beautiful. This is not a commercial product. You will not be able to buy this or anything. This is a labor of love from a bunch of people just doing a Final Fantasy IX thing in current engines. Uh, They put together about a 20-minute demo of what this game could look like uh, if you decided to do it. And man, does... I want to buy it from them. (laughs) They should just reach out and go, yeah, do you want to make this for us? Yeah, yeah, Square Enix gives yeah, them a call. They're like, yeah. "How far are you? <laughs> yeah. How far? How far along? Can we we threw like some millions of dollars at you, and you know, you fold you in, make it official. Right. How long just you think this, this video hands up. Who would actually play the hell? Oh this, yeah, you know? absolutely. Oh my god, I'd be all over this. 
Jeff Grubb reconfirmed this week from his sources right over on Giant Bombcast that, yeah, the, the Final Fantasy IX remake is definitely a thing. It is definitely still a thing. And it's like one of the few from the NVIDIA leaks that hasn't actually come to fruition. That and what, a Tactics remaster? Tactics remaster, yep, those are the only two left. <sighs> from Square Enix, at least. Look at VV. Yeah, I know. It looks so good. Just look at that. Exactly. look good. <laughs> Alexandria, yeah, it's just, it's, oh my god, it's alive. It's, it looks so good. Uh, what's, what was encouraging to me uh, about all this reporting and rumor mills is apparently that the, the, the thinking is, is that the battle system is going to be traditional to, like, the ATB. So they might do some tweaks to it, but I'm encouraged to have a Final Fantasy be, you know, as we talked about, our Final Fantasy of our nostalgia and our in our youth. Oh, you yeah, mean which is one nine is realistically. You mean you want a turn-based Final Fantasy? Yeah. But turn-based doesn't sell. They're so full of shit. I mean, that's your Square Enix. We gotta make an action game. Yeah. Get that younger audience. Well, I think there's a I think there's I think there's a couple games that are big to differ that maybe have crossed. Oh, prove it. Prove sold. it. Prove it. Uh, uh, can you congratulate something turn-based recently? Yeah, let's 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 congratulate Octopath Traveler and Octopath Traveler too. Come on, why they just crossed three million? I think Octopath Traveler one crossed three million, right? And then Octopath Traveler two has crossed one million. Yeah, they sell turn based. You do it right, you do it beautiful. It'll sell. It's good. Now just bring Octopath Traveler one to PlayStation. I, I would appreciate that. Triangle um, Strategy over 1 million as well. And uh, yeah, Live Alive, nice. we, as we reported last week, was over 500,000, probably closing in on a million. There's some gaps in that data. So, And now it just came out for Steam and PS4. So, Right. Yeah. So yeah, that was like the first month, and it was it. Switch only at that time. Yep. <sighs> Get closer to Live Alive 2. Mm. One, he said he said one million and he would feel comfortable yeah. pitching it to Square to make a sequel. So can uh, talking going back to Final Fantasy VII Rebirth, by the way, uh on Twitter they did answer some questions, and some of them are duplicates here, but uh, I want to get your reactions to this. So Flynn, they said, uh, how many players how will players journey through the world outside of Midgar in Rebirth? They said players will be able to journey across the wide and multifaceted world with a high degree of freedom, experience a myriad of different stories along the way. So not quite, you know, calling it open world, but saying, yeah, don't worry, you're going to have plenty to explore. Yeah, especially after watching Trader, we are seeing a lot of locations. Yeah, 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 yeah. And some new world map icons as well on the navigation. So I think we're going to get a decent amount of exploring no more just stuck in a city. Do I need to play Remake to enjoy Rebirth? No. We have made preparations so that players who did not get a chance to play the first game can fully enjoy 7 Rebirth. Uh, Tark, to me, that sounds like, you know, like Mass Effect, right? Where sure. there's like, when you boot up Mass Effect 2, if you don't import data, you get a cutscene to kind of catch you up on the main story beats, and then your characters are at a certain level already. Uh, to to start from there, I mean that would make the most sense to to me, right? You, you know, we got two discs. 
it just occurred to me maybe like part of one of the discs is like a two-hour cutscene catch-up. Like, oh, you didn't play this? Well, it's, here, watch this. It's a movie. Cutscene movie. Watch this cutscene movie that takes up half the disc. Has the song says it's a Wild Night Chronicles 2. It's like, use the first game, complete it so you can actually play the second one because you're locked out. Has the battle system changed from Remake? Uh, in Rebirth, new comrades will join you in battle. Uh, obviously, if you played the original, uh, you probably knew that. Uh, and you can cooperate with other party members in even closer ways than before. Dual text and triple text. So putting like a little, they, they said a putting lot a little uh, chrono trigger in my Final Fantasy Rebirth. <laughs> I love it. It looks awesome. Uh, I think that was also referencing the scene we saw where it was only Barrett and Red 13 in the party at once. Yep. Yeah, there's a part there. Yeah, there's going to be fixed scenarios where you only get certain characters. Um, I just want to know when you have the full large party with at least six you know, characters now, how are we going to work that? Because I don't want to be micromanaging six characters and bringing in certain ones for certain fights and, mis and managing their loadouts every single time. That's going to be absolutely annoying. Will it have so. original music? <clears throat> Many new tracks have been created for Rebirth. And we'll be making some new arrangements of tracks from Final Fantasy VII Remake as well. I'm all for it. I'm all for uh, it. Yeah. Uh, what are some of the key things to look forward to in the Rebirth story? Players will witness a chain of narrative developments that lie at the very heart of the Final Fantasy VII story while discovering each character's destiny. So kind of uh, I'm not ready to answer that at this point. Yeah. Non-answer. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Exactly. You have secrets. There will be fight. stories, basically. What that says, yes, yeah. there will be stories. Yeah, there will be story. <laughs> and then the last question was like, how is development progressing? And they were like, yeah, we're, we're, it's, everything's going smoothly and according to plan, and we're working on nailing down a release date. That came out on their Twitter like, bang, 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 over the course of a day earlier this week. And yeah, they were doing yeah. one a day, I think, weren't they? Were they doing yeah. one a day, or is yeah, it so often? So it was okay. like, where is all this buzz and hype being pushed for Final Fantasy VII Remake all of a sudden? Like, we all knew it was coming probably late this year at the earliest, early to mid next year at the latest. Like, there wasn't, and we knew all the answers to these questions. We could have guessed. Like, you could have asked me these questions, and I could have given you pretty close to the PR answers that they gave. Like, Tark, I have no doubt you could have done it too. Like, yeah. Hey, is there going to be new music? And you would say, well, there's probably going to be some arrangements of uh, new arrangements of old songs and maybe a new track or two here. Like, you don't have to work there to get these. Where is all of this like push without information or new information coming from? And there's speculation that it actually could be related to Final Fantasy 16, Flynn. Because. Tangentially? Tangentially. Uh, Thank you. Because there are some insiders and some sources, so this is all alleged, 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 saying that Square Enix is slightly panicking over the Final Fantasy 16 PS5 pre-orders, that they are tracking behind Final Fantasy 15s, and that's even taking into account the fact that 15 was available on more platforms and launch than just the PlayStation 5. So even just that, you know, taking that into account that they're a little worried about the pre-order sales. 
And yeah, okay, pre-order sales are basically your guaranteed day ones. That is not what you will yeah. escape day one with. So this game will sell well. Like, there's no doubt in my mind it will. But... As long as the game's good, yeah. Square Enix, the king of over-forecasting, if this stuff is true, <laughs> and you're over-forecasting on your mainline Final Fantasies, that's not so good. <laughs> And maybe that's why you start pushing the hype train a little earlier than you may have intended on the Final Fantasy VII Rebirth project. What do you think, Flynn? Yeah, it could be that. that there's a part of my mind that's like, something's going wrong with Kingdom Hearts 4. They want you to forget it exists for a while. And I don't know why my brain went there. But in terms of 16, everyone I know that loves Final Fantasy has pre-ordered the game. There's not many I know. It's like, yeah, I'm not picking this up. So I'm not sure. We all know what Square Enix like. Guardians of the Galaxy didn't sell well. We don't care. And then, you know, all mm, of a sudden, no. Octopath 2 sold a million units. Oh, my God. Yes. So who knows what's up in the monetary departments, you know? Yeah, and again, I mean, pre-orders aren't day one sales they're confirmed day one sales they're yeah. not your total day one sales day one sales could absolutely blow it away and surprise the hell out of everybody including square nx tark but for them to be looking at final fantasy 16 pre-orders and sure comparing it to 15 taking into account the the fewer number of platforms i, I think there's other things they're not taking into account here pre-order culture is also so very different now yeah, fewer people pre-order now just because you've gotten burned too many times over the years. Mm -hmm. And the, if you're buying digitally, why do you need to pre-order? The gap between uh, 13 and 15 was also a hell of a lot longer than the gap between 15 and 16. So yep. you probably had a lot more pent-up hype. Uh, I just there's a I don't know if I'd panic about it. I get it; it's a business. They have to watch those types of things, and if they're concerned particularly on a flagship release. But is that why we're seeing all of a sudden? I mean, they were going to show Rebirth at Summer Game Fest, so we were getting this new trailer today regardless. But is some of the other advertisements everywhere uh, and, and the Twitter stuff, is that maybe reaction to the pre-orders? Or was this just coinciding with, hey, this is when we're going to start our hype train for, for Rebirth, and by the way, some people are a little concerned. Uh, I just think it was a, a little hype train to get us to Summer Game Fest trailer. Um, even the one that dropped today, I think it was basically a, a standard, please look forward to it kind of, you know, question answer card. Uh, we, we know that Square has this history of this did not meet our expectations. We've heard it so much that I just think that their expectations them for themselves is just wrong. Like they need to reevaluate where their expectations lie with all their properties. They're just way off base. If, if they're having problems with the pre-order sales and, and their numbers. Um, and, and like I said, just a moment ago, like with the age of digital now, like there's no need to pre-order digital. You can get it. Like it's available. You're not going to run out of digital. Yeah. That but that was the insane. same thing at the fifth, uh, at the release of 15. Uh, not so much like we were still building our digital libraries now everyone's trying to get into it i'm going to stick with the physical because that's just how i roll but 
Um, you know, we have a console that's digital only now for crying out loud. So everyone's building their digital libraries. Um, I think their week, uh, day one, more importantly, their week one numbers are going to be as absolutely astronomical. But if <laughs> numbers that Yoshi had, whack, had joked about before not wanting to see. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, it, I, <laughs> depending on their expectations, though, we, Maybe we hear, I'm sorry, I did not meet our expectations. We're selling Creative Business Unit 3 uh, for $500,000. So, Could you imagine a world where Square Enix has to report that a mainline Final Fantasy Flynn did not meet expectations? No, I really can't. Like, is that even fathomable to you? No, because like, logically, this up. ramp up is purely because 16 is two weeks away. We've done OPR. Well, just stop done. Game's coming out. That's a great Let's point, move on though. To our next project. It's two weeks away. Yeah. Have you seen a Twitch ad for it? A, a YouTube ad for it? Like, I a side banner ad. I haven't seen anything. No, no, no ads. Just occasional YouTube video, and yeah, nothing like. Splashing out at me as far as like Google ads or Twitch ads or anything like that. Nothing Not like just that. burgers and energy drinks and some other things. Yeah, I mean they oh, got all yeah. these partnerships. Here, here's one. Sony PlayStation Five is the official console of Final Fantasy 16. But did you know that there's an official Sony uh, TV of Final Fantasy 16 as well? Ooh. Wait, wait. Who makes who makes TVs? High end TVs. Uh, Sony. It might be the same people that make that that make the consoles. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Yeah, there's an official TV of Final Fantasy 16, not just an official console. The Sony Bravia XR 4K HDR display is now a partner of Final Fantasy 16. So there you go. And then Flynn, you found what this energy drink. What the hell is this? Something I want to drink. Like I don't know if you've got the image up, but yeah, uh, just the can artwork looks amazing. Well, I found it more for the back of the can uh, talking about the demo. Yeah, <laughs> what the, do they got there? The drink releases the day before the game releases. So the demo is definitely out by then. <laughs> well, I mean, yeah, it would have to yeah. be, right? Like, There's no point I, in I it. I bet it's going to be out next week, if, if anything. Yeah, well, it'll probably be out on 12th. Yeah, it's it's kind of looking like... So they, got, they have that Los Angeles stream on the 11th, and most people have thought, okay, it'll probably coincide with that or pretty close to it. It's mm -hmm. now looking like it might be the 12th uh, because there appears to be sponsorship deals with some popular content creators like Ludwig, Ludwig uh, to stream 16 on June 12th, which means... They would already have had, you know, have to have access to the demo at that point. So if the demo yeah. came out on the 11th and they make these arrangements to stream on the 12th, or it comes out early on the 12th, you could play it later in the day. There were other content creators who had like announcements for the 11th, uh, but then they were taken down. So maybe that was just like, hey, I scheduled this as a placeholder and forgot about it type deal. We don't know, but yeah, content creators are rumored to be streaming this on the 12th. So the demo would have to be out by then, which means you're four days away from playing the demo of Final Fantasy 16. We'll see. And I brought one last thing. 
A lot of people don't know that Square Enix actually publishes Power Wash Simulator. If you watch this show, you do, <sighs> because we give Tark crap about the game all the time, and obviously it's we've said it's Square Enix. But to be... Join me cleaning Midgar. <laughs> <laughs> cleaning Midgar. To... to um, be specific, it's actually part of the Square Enix Collective, the indie publishing arm mm -hmm. of Square. Uh, and they did an interview over at Games uh, Industry. Bits, excuse me, hiccups. With uh, Timi Devi, the director of India publishing at Square Enix. Um, and they said, you know, hey, not a lot of people know that this game that has seven, like over seven million players is a Square Enix title. And she said, hey, you know, I'm not surprised. But you know Why? It's our DNA. We really want to always put the devs and the of the game in focus. It's less about it being part of the Square Enix Collective. We're proud of it. We like it, but it's intentional that we don't like put collective branding all over everything, and we kind of direct it at the devs. And you know what? I like that. I like yeah. that yeah. approach. Absolutely. Let's head over and so. do love it or leave it. Love it or leave it is the way we end every episode of the Relic Grind here on Ready Check Radio. It's where I give you some Square Enix thing. Could be a game, could be a feature in a game, could be a press release, something they did, or even just something tangential to them that I want to put out here. And you tell me whether you love it, want more of it, or leave it, cast it aside, never to be seen again. No fence setting here. And so this week, gents, I have a hypothetical for you. A hypothetical, yeah. Tark. Yeah. You get a new Final Fantasy MMORPG. You get a brand Excuse new okay. Unreal 5, Final Ooh, Fantasy 7, MMORPG. If you, want, if you want Yoshi P and team and Business Creative 3 behind it, you can have them. If you want a new team, doesn't matter. You can have what you want out of this Sweet. new Final Fantasy MMORPG. But every second you've spent in Final Fantasy XIV is gone because Square Enix has to shut it down to make it happen. Do you love yeah. the idea or do you leave it and hang on to fourteen? What do you got, Tark? Do we have like any information regarding playing no like, beta? No, there is no gray area. Tonight, Final oh, Fantasy XIV turns off. Of a game. Tonight, fourteen turns off. Tomorrow, Final Fantasy new MMORPG turns on, and you know nothing about it besides who created it if you want a particular team behind it, and you know the engine's Unreal 5. Um, I'm going to have to go leave it then. Um, I don't switch MMOs um, without knowing what I'm getting into. Like, I'll do one at a time, maybe, you know, do the free month, you know, buy it, do the free month that you usually give to try it out. Um, and if it's good, then I'll switch. Um, I don't really, I'm not a multiple MMO person. So um, I'm going to have to leave it like without knowing what I'm getting that. No, no, thank you. Interesting. Flynn. Yeah. I think it's a leave it for me as well. Uh, not, it's not even the case of just is 14 going away. Like, my free company in 14 has become another family to me, and I don't know if they would also transfer as well. So it's a case they, I of, mean, they'd have to. Like, 14 doesn't exist anymore. 
<laughs> exactly, we screwed. Just like we'll, my disappearing I mean, to Beefa. <laughs> I love it. Give me a new MMO. I don't fucking care. Shut the old one off. I don't care. I'll follow. I mean, if would I? Great? Would I be sad? Yeah, sure. Why not? You know, but if it's great, it. like, yeah, no, fine. I, no, I'll leave no, you don't. I did, you don't. Get no, that. I did it with you WoW to fourteen. That. You don't get that. Yeah, and you got burnt. <laughs> Initially, no. Initially, I know. <laughs> then went back to wow. I love yeah. it. I, no, I always love the new, uh, the new four. sexy. Why not? And then if they shut down fourteen, I'll find other games to play with my friends. It's fine. That's true. There's plenty of yeah. There's plenty, plenty of games. There's plenty. Just look over our shoulders. <laughs> That's going to do it for us here today on the Relic Grind. No gaming gumbo this Saturday. Tomorrow morning, driving up to Canada to try to qualify for Final Fantasy TCG Nationals again. So close last time. So close. You'll get it. Yeah, so close. Got bounced out of top cut. Was very close. Don't go anywhere, though, chat, because next up we've got, you know her, you love her, Faye Death. How are you, Faye? I'm good. I'm good. How about y'all? can't complain i can't complain i miss the shades you, yeah you don't have your shades on yeah uh, I, I might have to bring them back but it did make the screen a little bit difficult to work with yeah i was gonna say there's but... some like dark moments in icewind dale yeah <laughs> that you're like I'm yeah not sure it, it where got I'm going. a little yeah that may have been why some of our runs were not as ex- as successful last week as i uh, wanted to but i i have uh powered up i'm hoping to speed through some more levels in this dungeon maybe we can finally kick this thing we we got through a very hard level last week even more danger this week but it'll be a good time nice nice don't go anywhere chat give us a minute or two to take things down relabel it send it back up and Faye will be right back we'll be back next thursday with another episode of the relic grind until then flynn where can everybody find you you can find me over on Twitch at Within Crisis, YouTube at Within Crisis Podcast. Just keep a mind out. I like to swear when I'm on my own streams. Ah, you do whatever you want, brother. <laughs> Tark. Twitch, Twitter, YouTube, all at Tarkov Gaming. Uh, doing Savage, still doing Ultimate uh, Ultima Weapon. Uh, and then Saturday nights here on Ready Check Radio, playing Final Fantasy 15, uh, where we have fun with our monster truck. It's awesome. I'm Mike Byrne. You can follow me right there at Magic Man One, but more importantly, follow at RC Radio R A I D E O on Twitter, and you'll know every time we go live with a stream, a podcast, or we're just hanging out, wearing our sunglasses at night. <laughs> Stay safe. We'll see you on the servers. This show does not meet.